Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mm, let's get ready to rumble! He's the fastest man on the planet. He did go up there, Rabbits. Yes, yes, Origin 1 in the books, and it goes to the Blues, 50-6, an absolute thrashing, too much quality all over the park, Freddie had both his centres firing, uh, allowing them to sort of free roam, I think that was the key to the victory for them, a Queensland side that really struggled to win the advantage line, I think the New South Wales Blues forward pack uh, should hold their heads up high. I think especially Tarek Sims. I think his game's going really underappreciated by a lot of people. I think Tarek Sims, uh, in wake of all the controversy about his selection, I think he he played phenomenally. But as I said, it wasn't just Tarek Sims. I think all the Blues forward pack stood up. And that allowed basically everyone from the New South Wales Blues backline to have a sensational game. Uh, all bar sort of Josh Adokar, who I think was a little bit quiet, but he didn't really need to do a whole lot considering how well... Uh, the rest of the boys in that side dominated, as I said, for Queensland. Uh, that forward pack just, just couldn't win the ruck. They were missing uh, some key players, but that doesn't excuse the performance they put on. Uh, I think it's going to be very, very hard for them to turn around this in Game 2. Uh, up at Suncorp, if any team can do it, it's going to be Queensland. But I think it's a really, really tough test for them moving forward. Uh, we're going to see just how clear-cut this win was in the Supercoach scores that were released by Wilson Smith, who is from the Daily Telegraph. It's pretty, pretty clear-cut to see uh, who won just based on the scoring alone. For Queensland, it was top-scored by Kurt Capewell, the sole try-scorer. Uh, he scored a 56. Now, the try, the line break, the line break assist wasn't given to anyone, nor was the try assist. Uh, so it was a pretty stock-standard try from Capewell off the uh, just beating Turbo one-on-one. The next highest scorer for the Maroons was Mo Fodawaker, who was my uh, best Queensland player on ground. I think that was by far. I gave him the one point, which, look, it could go... I understand the the criticism behind it. Definitely could see a world where you just give all three points to New South Wales. That's fine. But I think the impact that Fodawaker had for this Queensland side, it could have been a lot worse for them if he was on the field. Obviously, Christian Welch going down early in the game required Mo to play big minutes. And I think he was Queensland's best forward by far. Uh, he scored a 54. As I said, he was the only one winning the ruck for me uh, in Houston. I think he played about 53, 54 minutes. And yeah, ran the ball really well, made a bunch of tackles. And, and that's really all you can ask for from an exchange forward. Um, but yeah, I understand the the criticism behind giving him the one point in my social media post last night can definitely give it to, to Luai, To'o, Cleary, uh, those kind of guys obviously are in the conversation to deserve one point. Uh, the next biggest scorer for Queensland was Tino Fasul Malawi, who I think was okay. Uh, he also scored a 54, the same as Mo Fodawaka. Yeah, I mean, Tino... We said this all preseason that he's not going to be the same play without a quality dummy half, and uh, Harry Grant is probably still the best nine in the game, in my opinion, but they weren't winning that ruck, as we said, so you're not going to allow Grant to have that space and move forward the same way Cook did, and therefore Tino's not going to be off the back of that, uh, performing the way he did for the Storm last year. 
Cam Munster with a 53. Uh, considering he didn't get any attacking stats, he had to make a lot of tackles. Cam Munster, we know that he loves to run the footy a fair bit as well. So 53 from him. Moving into club footy, I guess that's some positives. We know that he just comes to another level uh, for Origin, similar to Dane Gagai as well, who also had to make a bunch of tackles and really nullified their attack. So I think New South Wales did a fantastic job of targeting uh, a lot of their attack at Munster to sort of wear him out. He still had an okay influence on the game, but obviously only scoring six points with no try assists, no linebacker assists or whatnot. Uh, I think a 53 is really, really respectable from him. Dan Fafita with a 48. Now, Fafita went missing in parts, had some okay runs and some okay offloads, but I feel that they, they did, New South Wales did a fantastic job nullifying him as well. That's the story of the game for me, I feel. New South Wales did a fantastic job on defense to nullify all the Queensland attack and the class they had on, on offense was just way too much. Uh, for the rest of the Queensland side, I mean, Kafusi, Grant, Gagai... Uh, all scored under 50, and that was basically the tail of the tape. Yeah, when you've got a guy like Kurt Capewell in the center scoring 56 as your top scorer uh, in Supercoach, it doesn't spell fantastic writing on the wall uh, for the game result, and that's what we saw. Now, we move on to the New South Wales Blues, and a lot of people were up in arms about the score Jerome Luai received. Now, don't get me wrong, I think Luai played a phenomenal game uh, for his first game on debut, but if you rewatch the game closely and you try and score it, he didn't do a whole lot of scoring plays. Yeah, he was very influential in the attack, got the attack flowing forward in that left-hand side, but he didn't have many, many attacking stats. He had a line break assist and a couple of tackle busts. It's very similar to how he plays at club level. He's very, very involved in everything, but the scores just aren't there. He just isn't seen to be putting on the, the final touch to get those attacking points. And in this Origin game, he only scored 40, which... Personally, I think that's very warranted. Um, as I said, if you look at the attacking scoreboard from him, he, he didn't contribute a whole lot, and I think 40 is, is very, very respectable. The one qualm that I do have with this scoring is that the top scorer, Nathan Cleary, with 133. Uh, don't get me wrong, Cleary was phenomenal, but if I had to watch that game and score it, uh, I think Turbo or, or Luttrell, and especially Turbo, um, should have been top scoring that game. New South Wales had three players score over 100. Cleary was one of them with 133. Uh, Tommy Turbo with 117. Now, I think he's revolutionized his center position. Uh, he's just, yeah, the way Freddie got him to free roam across both side of the, sides of the field, I think that really, really set up uh, a lot of the attacking opportunities that New South Wales had. He's so electric one-on-one. Uh, Kurt Capewell probably had the, the toughest job in the game to try and defend him as well. And yeah, it's fantastic to see Tommy Turbo back in full flight. Uh, the reports are that he may back up uh, on Friday as well, which is always good to see. So 117 from him. Uh, the men on debut, Brian Toto, who I think was incredible as well, looking back at his stats. I didn't realize how much of an impact that he had in this game. Obviously, the two tries uh, is what we saw, but if you look at the stats, uh, the bloke had two line breaks, five tackle busts, 27 hit-ups, 233 metres. That is simply incredible. Uh, they are numbers that we would see from Jason Tamalolo in his peak a couple of years ago, and for an undersized winger to do it uh, in probably the toughest game going around in Origin, uh, you've got to take your hat off to him there, and uh, yeah, uh, very, very happy to see Brian Toto succeed on, on the stage. I know a lot of people, including myself, were questioning selection. I think Daniel Tupo may have been a better fit, uh, but looking at back in hindsight, Brian Toto really, really set himself apart, and yeah, I'm pretty confident to say he is the best winger in the game by far. He offers something a lot of wingers don't. Um, he is, if you look back at what Josh Mansell was doing last year in terms of a fantasy slash supercoach standpoint as to all the run meters that he was picking up, uh, Brian Tyler has just taken that and chewed it up and spat it out and is doing it on his ear. Uh, the next score with Latrell Mitchell with a 97. As I said, I think Latrell should have been a little bit higher 
yeah, I don't have Cleary at 133, and I don't have uh, Latrell at 97. I think Latrell Mitchell, if he wanted to go back to being center, he'd be the best center in the game by far. He is so destructive, and uh, yeah, wasn't selected last year in, in crucial uh, times, and was rewarded with selection this year, and I think he's paid Freddie in dividends with a 97. Uh, from a super coach standpoint, Daniel Saifidi with that try at the end bumped him up to a 72. Apart from there, you look at, apart from Tarek Sims and, and Payne Haas, a lot of the middle forwards did have quite games in super coach standpoints. Uh, as I said, Daniel Saifidi with a, with a 72, and then you, you sort of other forwards, Tarek Sims, who I think was sensational with a 62, Payne Haas with a 62, Damien Cook with that line break got him a 50, but no surprise to see the, the middle forwards not score as well as the backs, considering they put on 50 points, and uh, a lot of that was congested between uh, Cleary, To'o, and Tommy Turbo. You, obviously, you've got guys like James Tedesco, who I haven't even mentioned, who scored a 65, and Teddy just looked to go through the motions and still pumped out a 65, which is fantastic to see at the highest level. Uh, but yeah, the, the key point that I sort of wanted to bring up this episode was Jerome Luai and his 40, and people were up in arms about that. Look, I, I, I agree to an extent that Cleary was probably overscored a fair bit, um, but I'm happy with the with the Luai 40, as all the points that we made before. But yeah, that was Origin 1 wrapped up. A little quick recap episode for you guys. Today. There'll be a double upload today. We'll be putting out uh, the Supercoach preview later on today. Uh, yeah, address some of the criticism that I had with Mo Fodawaka giving him the one point. Probably, uh, yeah, maybe unwarranted. Uh, I think he was just sensational in, in a really, really poor side and wanted to, to give him some kind of credit. But if you wanted to argue Cleary, Luai, Toto, I'm not going not gonna to bat back against you. But for now, that's everything. Keep your friends close and keep your pods closer. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 